Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the On the Pony Express podcast. I am Billy Embody coming at you on Thursday. We are going to do our football preview podcast on Friday. SMU Houston kicks off 6 o'clock on Saturday night inside Ford Stadium. I'm going out to see Lovejoy wide receiver and SMU commit Thursday night. Uh, Jackson Lavender, Thursday night. So going to uh, do the preview pod and also touch a little bit on what I see tonight from Jackson Lavender. And a big game between Lovejoy and Melissa. A lot of talent out there for both teams. So excited to see that. Heading out to Lucas. Thankfully, I get to see that because they moved back the game to Friday and then moved it back to Thursday with the weather hitting the DFW area. So, uh, but what I want to talk about today on the podcast is SMU basketball. Uh, They wrapped up their exhibition game on uh, Saturday last week, um, and we got a chance to meet with Rob Lanier uh, on Wednesday after we met with Rhett Lashley, and he kind of broke down where things are entering the first game of the year on Monday night um, as SMU opens their first season under Rob Lanier officially against Texas A&M Commerce, uh, 7.30 p.m. Central Time on Monday, November 7th, on ESPN Plus inside Moody. But they did play Paul Quinn uh, on Saturday while SMU football was getting the dub at Tulsa. SMU did win 80-66. to 66. They were trailing by a point at half uh, in a 35-34 uh, deficit. And look, at it's funny in a way, none of the media in attendance got a chance to watch the game on Saturday night uh, with the football game going on. Uh, but... Uh, we did get a chance to talk to Rob Lanier, and he shared some of his uh, takeaways from the game. And so I want to kind of get to some of those. And the most pressing one is, I think, where SMU's point guard situation stands heading into the season and kind of give you guys some things to expect there. Zurich Phelps is uh, the the undisputed, I would say, point guard of this team at this point entering the season. Um, He had a really strong offseason. He looks noticeably bigger. He's taken a bigger leadership role. And he led the team with 32 minutes on Saturday against Paul Quinn. He finished 10 of 17 from the floor, 3 for 5 from beyond the arc, 10 rebounds, uh, 5 assists, but uh, and 5 steals, but he did have 8 turnovers. Uh, And I believe a lot of them, and I'm I'm looking at the box score here, and and this is where I kind of you know, don't want to get too much into analysis of that actual game because we didn't get a chance to see it at all. Uh, but um, I believe uh, as I scroll down, uh, most of those came in the first half uh, for Zurich. So he did end up, um, you know, improving and, and kind of figuring it out, uh, at least from what we had kind of been told, you know, going off of that uh, game and they didn't even break it up by half. So can't even tell you if, if it was a better number uh, turnover wise, but um, for SMU, this was their first action in a new regime. And Zerk Phelps, who you're going to heavily rely upon this year, leads the way against a team that won the NAIA. And for the most part, he's productive. Now, he spoke with the media as well as uh, Zach Nuttall did on Wednesday. And he kind of said, look, you know, I mean, I've got to be better. I've got to, you know, there's some things that, you know, pieces of my game that I want back from that one. But it's the first one out there. We're getting used to a new coaching staff, too. Um, And there are a lot of new faces. So for Zurich to have 27 points, 10 rebounds, five assists, five steals, I think that's a really good sign. That's that's a positive takeaway. 
SMU as a whole turned the ball over way too much. And so it wasn't just a Zurich Phelps thing against Paul Quinn. Uh, SMU finished with 19, or excuse me, finished with 23 turnovers. Paul Quinn uh, finished with 19. So it really wasn't a clean game on either side in that respect. But you look at Zurich Phelps taking his first extended role as the leader of the of the team up and down the floor. And from what we gathered, you know, he really took some positive strides forward. Zach Nuttall starts three for 10. He was the other player that met with us in the media. And for him, you know, he was pretty down on himself in a way, but took it as, hey, here's what I did. I was so concerned. And this is going to sound like he's selfish, but it's not. And I'll get there with it. I was so concerned was with, all right, I, you know, am I doing what they want? Am I doing, you know, what's right for, you know, me in terms of what the coaching staff is asking us to do? Whereas, and Rob Lanier touched on this as well, Zach Nuttall should have been asking, all right, what can I, what can I do for the team? What, what helps the team in this situation? And you could argue in a way, if you really want to get into the nitty gritty of it, that shouldn't those be the same things? If you're doing something for yourself that the coaching staff has asked, wouldn't that naturally result in a positive play for the team? But it's a little bit more refined than that from what Rob Lanier was talking about uh, when he spoke with us. And you have players that need to not worry as much about what they can do for themselves in respect to what the coaching staff wants versus doing what the coaching staff wants for the team and buying into that and worrying about how am I fitting in with the team as a whole in terms of what the coaching staff wants. So it's it's more of a team like mindset for it. And I, I think that was interesting. And Rob Lanier was, was very candid. If you watched his interview uh, with us uh, on the ponyexpress.com on our YouTube page, he thinks this team has a long way to go. There are flashes of what they can be. And he was disappointed with the game on Saturday. He said that. But then the team responded and had their best practice of the, of the year on Tuesday. Now, on Wednesday, when we talked to him, he was fresh off of practice that he felt like he kind of got the team kind of came back to earth and, and let him down a little bit. So with this team, it is kind of establishing a culture. And he spoke about that in a way, too, where he was talking about expectations. And it is still a lot of figuring out. It is still a lot of, all right, how does the team respond to this piece of adversity? Or how does this player respond to this piece of adversity? And so they're figuring out how each other vibes after a loss, after a win, after a bad half, after a bad play. And as he learns those things, then he can continue to coach them in certain ways and what he ultimately wants and what he didn't see on Saturday was confidence at all times. When he sits down and sees and looks at his team, he wants to look at them and say, and look in their eyes. And he was saying this, look in their eyes and see confidence that they know what they're supposed to do. They know how the team's supposed to play. They know the expectations. And he didn't see that at times. He saw a team that was trying to figure out what to do trying to apply what they had installed in the game. And it's the first time they're playing in a game atmosphere. They played a secret scrimmage against Oklahoma State, but with fans, you know, dozens or so in Moody and in that atmosphere, they had to figure out what, 
am I am I doing the right thing here? And so there was uncertainty. And so that's what he said stood out to him uh, in terms of watching his players. And so when he looks at assessing the season and are they hitting check marks, he's going to be looking at things like, all right, how's their confidence level and what we're asking of them? And how do they respond to adversity? Those are the things he's really watching for this year. And SMU, to their credit, responded to a bad first half of basketball and pulled away in the second half, beating Paul Quinn 80-66. It was a 15-point margin in the second half. That's pretty sizable regardless of what kind of what's going on and, and your level of competition to pull away like that in one half. So I thought Zerk Phelps was a positive. It's kind of interesting where he talks about players like Ambrose, uh, Keon Ambrose Hilton, who played 16 minutes, went two of four, uh, had two rebounds, um, had, a, had a block, and referencing how impressive he's been in moments despite not having had a big role in college basketball uh, before this. He's a former four-star prospect. He went to Alabama, just didn't have as big of a role. On the flip side, Mo and Jai, and just learned how to uh, pronounce his name correctly, Mo and Jai had five minutes of action, had one rebound, picked up a foul, and it, and overall, he hasn't really been doing the things that Rob Lanier would expect a player who played such a big role on his last team to do. And then you've got Xavier Foster, who played two minutes of basketball. He was a former four-star prospect, very highly touted coming in from Iowa State. And talking with sources around the program, he's going to be one to watch where people are going to say, man, where is Xavier Foster? Where's the seven-footer? And people are going to probably freak out. But he's noticed things like Franklin Aguane coming in the game. He was uh, the first big man off the bench looking at the, looking at the sheet. 13 minutes, went two for two from the field, missed three free, free throws, had a rebound. Now, on the flip side, once again, and this has been an issue with Frank, had four fouls in 13 minutes. That's not good. But what Frank brought was a an edge, a juice from what Rob Lanier has said. So I think this is going to be very interesting to watch because Rob Lanier is going to expect his players to play at a certain level of effort and intensity, and it might not look perfect at all, but he has to do that to instill this culture that he's trying to build. Sam Williamson definitely looked like he was a little nervous playing his first game. Uh, from what I've gathered, went two of six in 31 minutes. Um, did add seven boards, but also had five uh, turnovers. And, uh, you know, I, I just feel like he's somebody that this team is going to either achieve really good things or kind of be middle of the pack based on what you get out of him. So Sam Williamson uh, definitely... You know, looking to rebound just like Zach Nuttall from this per first game under Rob Lanier in the exhibition. We'll be able to see more out of them uh, Monday against Texas A&M Commerce and see how it goes with them. But I, I do think, I mean, just the amount of players they got in, it's not a normal rotation, but you you want to try to get the the right number of rotations and try to get the right guys out there at the same time. That's kind of what they ended up doing from the exhibition standpoint. You know, he didn't want to do another secret scrimmage because they wanted to see how guys react in game 
with substitutions, with media timeouts, things like that, um, and how they handle a true game atmosphere um, and, and, you know, react to coaching when there's people watching. Um, so that was kind of some good insight onto why they actually play the exhibition game. I mean, it's Paul Quinn. It's not someone you're going to be bringing in for an actual you know game on the uh, non-conference slate. Um, but for an exhibition, it's you know, not a bad idea. Uh, a lot of basketball teams don't want to play an exhibition game when they're at a necessarily a high level. Um, that's just kind of how it goes. They either want it in a secret scrimmage or they want it. It's going to be in public uh, counting against or for uh, their record and their RPI and all those things. So um, just want to share some takeaways on, on the basketball front. Uh, I, I do think um, some guys that could really surprise this year, FAO DG is one that's played a lot of basketball. I think you got to rely on him to be a leader in the front court and really, really carry that load just from an effort standpoint. Um, I think Keon Ambrose Hilton has a chance to really surprise some people once he gets out there, starts playing more and more. He's somebody that could very well, um, you know, take it away uh, in terms of his growth over the course of this season because he really hasn't played much uh, college basketball overall. He just didn't have much of a role at Alabama. So um, interested to see how the team looks in person Monday night uh, as SMU will take on um, Texas A&M Commerce. Do want to just kind of break that down for you guys on the basketball front. Uh, share some thoughts on that. If you haven't checked out the interview with Rob Lanier at OnThePonyExpress.com, go to it, check it out, uh, watch it on our YouTube page. It is uh, just perfect um, in, in uh, a lot of ways. So wait to the end on that one. I highly encourage you to give it a watch. But uh, appreciate you guys listening to this kind of short podcast. I'm excited to actually get a chance to like watch SMU play a basketball game and really react to some of the things rather than kind of going off of a box score and and kind of some media availability time. But uh, we'll get to that soon enough. But Friday, you can check out the On the Pony Express podcast as we'll be breaking down SMU Houston as well as some recruiting takeaways. It'll be a big recruiting weekend for SMU football as well. Just dropped that there's a four-star prospect headed to campus this weekend to catch the game. So if you haven't checked out OnThePonyExpress.com, pick up a subscription and uh, try us out for seven days. It's a big game weekend. Uh, SMU Houston will have a ton of coverage on the game. Uh, and and previewing it as well. So appreciate you guys listening to this edition of the On the Pony Express podcast. Hit that subscribe button for us, please. Uh, And uh, like us on our YouTube page. We'd really appreciate it. Please share the podcast as well if you like what you listen to. So with that, guys, we'll talk to you Friday, previewing SMU Houston. Have a good one. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.